In this episode of Boss Files, U.S. soccer star Abby Wambach. She retired from the U.S. women's national soccer team in 2015 after scoring more goals than any player in the history of the sport, man or woman. But she was also scoring far less in pay than her male counterparts. Now Abby Wambach is fighting to close the gap for women in sports and across the board. I sat down with her for an eye-opening discussion last January here in New York. Thank you so much, Abby, for doing this. No problem. You're a legend. And you have said that ending your soccer career has actually allowed you to discover more of who you are. What did you find? I mean, it's really, really interesting because when you're doing something, especially something so focused as playing soccer for so many years for your country at the biggest and highest stage, um, you have kind of blinders on on some level because you have a focus and you have to train and you have to eat well and you have to go all over the world with your team and um, play in games and that's what your focus is. So for me, when I when I re- retired, I've, I've been able to kind of shed my soccer skin, so to speak, and open and, and take these blinders off and like my aperture is so wide that it's just like whoa this world is actually pretty amazing and I knew it was amazing before but I'm able to do things that I never was able to do before and talk to people and um, my schedule is super busy but it's all new and cu- I'm just curious like about life it's been amazing you've said that you were in search of something yeah what's your mission now um, I think that I will probably be in search of something forever, right? That's kind of who I am. That's that's like in my DNA. But I think that where I'm geared towards now is just real, true equality and the conversation around it. Um, equality I think for who? For everyone. You know, it's not just a gender, women versus men. This is also a race issue. This is also a, a religious belief real equality, like the real equality that I that I dream about, that I hope for this world. When did you realize first that you weren't getting it as a female athlete star that you were not getting equality? I think that I probably always knew that I wasn't getting it and I was always fighting for something and clawing. But um, when I retired, I kind of realized whoa, I've been getting mistreated on some level. And it's like this deep-seated innate thing that we all kind of agree and uh, believe in and accept. I was allowing myself to be treated that way. You mean being paid less? Yes, being paid less, being given less opportunity. And, you know, like I said, the equality thing is not just like a gender discrimination thing. This is just a human rights thing. And I think that that's really important. When you and the women's team won the World Cup, you guys got a nice chunk of change, $2 million. But when you compare that to the $35 million the male champions got in the World Cup the year before, it's, it's incomparable. It's incomparable. Yeah. How did you stomach that? Well, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't stomach it. Um, that's why I'm fighting. That's why I'm talking about it. That's why I want there to be, at the very, very least, a conversation around it. And I think we've all seen over the the recent months the issues that FIFA has. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I do believe that U.S. soccer has been the leading force and the driver of women's soccer around the world. But that doesn't mean that that's good enough. I think that we all have to stand up and fight for what's right. We were the most watched soccer game in the history of North America. Over 26 million people. Yeah, well, actually, the number is even higher. (laughs) Fox will tell you it's probably 31 million people, which is pretty amazing. And if you were to compare that to the men, 
and also say it actually still beat any male game that was ever aired, that's a huge deal. Why are then we getting paid so much less money when if you look at it from a perspective of, of statistics, we, hmm. we outshine the men in, in the airing category. So, so let me read you what FIFA's Secretary General was quoted as saying when he was asked previously about the pay gap. Quote, we played the 30th World Cup in 2014 and we are playing the 7th Women's World Cup. He went on to say, we are still another 23 World Cups before potentially women should receive the same amount as men. Well, that's the first time I've ever heard that and the dumbest thing I've ever heard, literally. Um, for somebody to logically put it in their mind that you have to experience something the same amount of times in order to get paid the same amount, that's absolutely crazy and absurd in my mind, especially because we're in a different time. Social media makes things uh, way different. Um, technology, it's about what's right. It's not about the time limit in which you need to, to hit in order to get paid the same amount. Um, that that kind of pisses me off, actually. I know you want to be a parent. Mm -hmm. Children are in the next oh, phase yeah. of will be exciting. your life. Yeah. Um, what do you want your son or daughter to see from their mom? They'll always see the medals and all the newspaper headlines and the championships. What else do you want them to see? Um, I think more than any of that stuff, I think that I want them to see a good person, somebody that treats everybody with the same amount of kindness, love, respect, and compassion that I wish to be treated with. And um, obviously, like I want my kids to be proud of me uh, maybe fear me a little bit so that they stay in line. Um, but that's definitely something that I, I'm passionate about. I want to experience and, you know, I have a lot going on and I have a lot on my plate right now. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's really never a good time to become a parent um, and to be pregnant, so to speak. But, you know, I'm I'm ready to be a little bit, you know, be accepted for being a little bit bigger. I've been fit, I've been fit my whole life. Um, maybe, Eat as many muffins as you want. Yeah, I know you love I, them. Had one this morning. I had a muffin this morning. I need to actually quit having the muffins. It's, it <laughs> it's might okay. be time. I need you to start getting more fit. Yeah. You, you have said one moment can make a movement. What was <clears throat> that moment for you? What are you looking at as that moment right now? Um, I think that what I meant by that and what I mean by that is that at any moment you can change the course of your life. You can change the direction in which you're going. And for me, I definitely had to change the direction of my life because I retired. So what I knew as my everyday life was for sure going to be different. Um, so I have to make specific intentional choices to do things that fulfill me, that are, that are my passions. And uh, I think that when I turned the chapter of my career as it pertained to being a soccer player, I kind of was open to this whole new world of, um, of, of what I could possibly do. And... I know that I have a platform, but I also know that it's not just about the platform, it's believing in the things that you believe in and hoping that it's good enough on some level and it's strong enough that other people will, will find value in it as well. And I'm really very lucky because I've, I've, I've talked with a lot of amazing people over the last couple of months since I've, I've said I was retiring and mm -hmm. since I've retired. And um, we're in a really cool position right now in, wor in like the world and the life that we all are living that like we're ready for social change, kind of the social change that I've been talking about. And 
it's going to be really interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years. When you and your teammates went to the White House after winning the World mm -hmm. Cup, here's part of what President Obama said. This team taught all America's children that playing like a girl means you're a badass. Hell yeah. And he went on to say, playing like a girl means being the best. It means drawing the largest TV audience for a soccer match, men's or women's, in American history. What did that moment feel like? You know, when the President of the United States kind of can slang it up with you and like act like you're having a beer with him, that's one of a, a prouder moments in life, you know what I mean? And what he, I think, inevitably was saying was, that 15-year-old boy who goes to school the next day after watching us win, he thinks that 15-year-old girl is a little bit cooler. And I think that what he was saying was that we kind of started this, this, this empowerment. And not that we started it, but we, we kept fueling it because there's been many women that have come before me that, that have started the, the women empowerment movement. Sure. But I think that it takes a certain kind of interesting people like like our team that we kind of cover a broader scope um i'm so lucky to have had the opportunity you know to have the president talk about us like that but more lucky for that 15 year old boy to go to school that next day and think that the 15 year old girl is even just a little bit cooler it's pretty amazing i love that image yeah i love that image you sued fifa mm -hmm. at one point for gender discrimination in a gender discrimination lawsuit um, you eventually pulled it back, or it didn't, right? But just tell me about that. Yeah, so it's so about not playing on equal turf, literally. Literally, yeah. So we we uh, sued FIFA, and the whole reason why we sued FIFA was because our World Cup was set to be played on, on field turf, which is the turf that has the little black rubber pellets in it, and it's just, it's just not the normal uh, playing surface that we're all accustomed to playing on. Um, in my belief, that no men's senior World Cup would ever be played on this surface. Mm -hmm. And for the fact that FIFA was forcing us to play on it, felt, in my opinion, um, like discrimination. And so we sued FIFA. The reason why we pulled back the lawsuit was because there was a lot of red tape going, going into it, and they were going to extend it so long as to not get a decision until after the World Cup was going to get paid. So then it's played. moot. So it's a moot point, right? So that's why we, we, we stopped effectively suing FIFA. But are you still glad you did it? For yeah, of course. I mean, especially because, you know, a few months later, the corruption and everything that was going on inside FIFA kind of proved that, um, you know, our stance and our perspective had a little bit more validity to it. Um, and uh, I think that even though we did win the World Cup, I think the standard should not be that we should be accepting not equal playing fields, literally. And uh, we should be given all the same opportunities that the men share, especially as it pertains to like the field. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> like I get on some basic level, let's say, you know, a, a sponsor comes in and they want to sponsor the Men's World Cup. Well, we had a lot of sponsors that wanted to sponsor our World Cup. Uh, for FIFA and and so we deserve to get a share of that revenue as well and the fact that it was the highest watched game in, in mm -hmm. North America for me that's example enough and, and reason enough to to be treated fairly financially as well as not just opportunity and, and experience. Here's how you put it simply put you said enough is enough. Mm -hmm. What's that it mean? It is. I mean 
at what point, um, as a female, uh, are we going to keep letting this happen? You know, at what point do we say, I'm not going to keep letting this happen. I'm not going to keep allowing this form of mistreatment to continue. And it's really scary when you're on the inside. I get it because I was there. You don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to lose your position. You don't want to lose your job. You don't want to lose your insurance. You, you have bills mm -hmm, to pay. Mm -hmm. I get the level of fear that, that it's based around. But now that I'm outside of it, I can fight for the rights of the women that are still involved, who may still and, and might have that, that, that fear factor. So I don't know. I just, I do think at what point is everybody, not just women, going to stand up and say, enough is enough. We deserve to have more women on executive boards. We deserve to be paid equally. Like, why is it okay that a woman is not being paid the same amount as a man for doing the same job? If they're doing different jobs, that's one, that's a whole different conversation. But for women and men mm -hmm. to be doing the same job and get paid differently, that makes no sense to me. It's very clear this is your next fight, yeah. right? Your fight before was on the field. This is your fight for equality in women's pay, et cetera. What are you going to do? What do you want to do tangibly about it? I think that that's probably the best question. Um, how, do you, how do you then put your feelings and your, your beliefs into action? So right now, I'm in the research phase, okay. right? Um, and, and, and I'm just going to R&D the heck out of this where I want to talk to every big CEO uh, hitter, all the politicians I can talk to, to figure out really what the best avenue is to try to, to, to fix this problem. Because here's the thing, real equality, and not just gender discrimination, real equality doesn't cost a single dollar. For me to treat you like a normal, everyday human being, it doesn't cost me a thing. It doesn't, it doesn't make me expend more or less energy. I should just be doing that. I should be giving people the love, kindness, compassion, mm -hmm. and respect that every person deserves. And I think it's really important that that's a, a, a way of life that we, that we live in. So you're on a listening tour of sorts now. Yeah. And, and picking the brains of CEOs and totally. politicians. Is there one thing that someone has said to you that stood out? Um, I think that that's it. I think that I've, I've had really cool conversations and the one thing that has stood out to me is that the, the real, the big E, the real equality yeah. covers a vast body of people. You know, we're not just talking about men and women. We're not just talking about ethnicity or religious beliefs. You know, we're talking about the entire umbrella of all forms of discrimination and nobody's really tried to tackle the entire bit. You know, and, and, and I think that that's something that drives me because I'm not scared. I'm not scared to go after big goals, right? Mm -hmm. Like, people are like, what are you going to do next? I'm like, oh, I'm just going to change the world. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, like small, small goal setter you are. Go I'm like, it. listen, why not? you got to go yeah. for life. That's what it's about. We only get one shot at this. Would you run? Would you ever run for elected office? Everybody keeps telling me that I'm, I'm very political and I, I should run for office. But like I said, because I have a little bit of a, dis, you know, a distaste for... The fact that politicians, you know, they toe the line and they're trying to appease, you know, both sides and get as many votes. Like, that's their goal. Like, too often people don't stand in their own shoes and actually believe what they believe and listen and hear other people's beliefs, even if they're different, and accept them for themselves, you know. I've been a captain of this country for women's soccer for so long that 
we've had a lot of different debates on on our team and they're they're right for them like if you believe in something i believe that for you i believe that to be true for you so is that a maybe yeah, that's a political way of not answering the question. You just gave me a political answer. <laughs> exactly. To my it's question a political about way if you're of not answering run. the question. Maybe <laughs> I am good at this. This is scary. <laughs> I, I heard that Cheryl uh, Sandberg, the COO of Facebook, offered to mentor you. Is that right? Yeah, so she's um, amazing, right? We all know Cheryl, and what an amazing woman she's been. Uh, to other women and other women that possibly could become executives and uh, yeah so she she's been um, somebody that that you know I haven't actually called upon her quite yet um, but she she sent in a video you know of congratulating me on a great career um, but I'm I, I just feel so lucky because I had a lot of different women congratulating me you know Sophia Bush and Lindsay Vaughn and um, women who I ultimately like utmost respect for because they've just crushed it in their field, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, campaigning with Lena last week. Um, it's just been a wild ride. It just seems like things kind of keep getting better and better <laughs> um, on some level. And I'm open. Like I said, my aperture is wide open. Yeah. And, um, and I guess the words of Shonda Rhimes, I'm, I'm kind of in the power of in a place where I'm just saying yes all the time like yes like go. I want to want to see what, it. what the rest of the world and the life is like but at the same time this new Gatorade ad in this new Gatorade ad that's out you say forget me mm-hmm. why well I think that I think that spiritually I wanted to give myself the way like the show myself like okay you're not just a soccer player yeah and I don't want people to lessen and and ignore the fact that there's going to be other women soccer players that blow people away that hopefully blow my records out of the water because that's the whole point right that's the whole difference between you know it's evolution you you want the game to be better when you when you leave it than when you found it and if it is that if that's the case you want the people that come behind you to do even better than you and you know my advice when I give to kids it's not like oh like follow my footsteps and you will succeed it's like no like okay use my footsteps as like a blueprint but I hope that you like figure out your own footsteps you have to figure out your own path that's the 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 main ingredient to successful and happy people and that's the common denominator is they got to figure out their own way don't be like me at all like be way better than me you can do that easily so I, I'm sure a lot of people want you to write a book. Have you already? Are I'm you? in the process of writing a book. All Good right. question. So I'm like regurgitating my whole life. It's kind yeah, of, I can't imagine. It's it's kind of intense. That. Like I I think I'm getting sick about over myself actually. <laughs> well, all right. So you're working on a memoir. What's what's the first line? You may not have written it yet. Or maybe I have. I or don't maybe know. Maybe you have. Um, that's a really good question. I think right now, like I said, like I'm in the R&D phase and I'm in the R&D phase of like everything. Um, I don't know. That's a really good question. I love getting questions that I've never been asked before. Um, I don't know. Maybe once upon a time. <laughs> I once don't know. upon a time, it's there so was weird. a like, woman named Abby who yeah. what? Um, who was a little girl, you know, like I think that I think that every story, you know, you have to have a beginning, middle and end. But for me, my end isn't even 
close. You know, I'm 35. Not many people at 35 get to say that they're retiring from one career and moving on to the next. And so I think like the more important question than the first sentence is probably the last. And I think that, you know, the last sentence will be a to be continued. And that's what I think is going to be like the most valuable about this book because, you know, I think memoirs are really interesting in that I don't think mine will be that interesting. Like, you know, when Harper Collins like called me, I was like, really? Like, you want to do a book on me? Like, you want me to write a book? Like, I'm not that interesting. You have like, to think, I was at your ticker tape parade. Yeah. And I was covering it. That was and amazing, I actually. was, it was, and like this beautiful day. And yeah. I was surrounded by, of course, a bunch of little girls with the She Believes hashtag and all that, but an equal amount of little boys. Mm -hmm. And that struck me a lot, mm -hmm. just being with them. And I think maybe you don't know the impact that what your team did has had fully on on these kids that yeah. they didn't grow up like you or I at this age. They have seen boundaries fall down mm -hmm. around them. Yeah, I think that that's probably one of the most proud things that I've done about not just this World Cup, but my, my career. You know, I had this 15-year-old boy, he came up to me and he was just like, are you Abby Wambach? I'm like, yeah, I'm Abby Wambach. He's like, when I grow up, I want to be a women's soccer front player. And I was <laughs> like, wait, what did you say? And he's like, when I want, grow up, I want to be a women's professional soccer player. I'm like, wow. I mean, of course, like, obviously, I think he was, like, joking, but kind of that was such an impactful yeah. moment for me. And, like, whoever you are, like, you know who you are, and, like, you've changed my life because it made me realize that that 15-year-old girl that walks into class next to him the next day walks a little bit taller. Yeah. And that... I'm just like, wow, like that's real stuff. That's real change, you know? I, I feel lucky that I've been a part of it and to be a part of a team for so long, for so many years, represent my country. I, I mean, I feel like I've had the best and the most lucky mm -hmm. life ever. Um, so it'll be fun to see how I recreate and, and try to have even a better life well, in, my, in my next chapter. Thanks so much for tuning in to this edition of Boss Files. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Poppy Harlow CNN. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Now streaming exclusively on Max, a new CNN flash talk about the album that has Nashville talking, Call Me Country, Beyonce and Nashville's Renaissance. Watch it at max.com slash callmecountry. Max subscription required.